BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Thursday, or is what I'm calling Thuma Thursdays. Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. You know, we're not ready for it yet, but Thuma is one of today's sponsors. But this isn't a read. It's just letting you know that today's a Thuma Thursday. Thuma Thursdays, let's jot that down. They can't ever sponsor any other day of the week. 100%, 100%. I'm sending it to legal now. Love it. They're the new Thursday boots. <laughs> Thursday boots walk so Thuma could run. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Thuma. Um, happy Thursday, Jax. We did it. You know, we definitely had a leg up as it was a short week, but we made it to Thursday nonetheless, which is just oh so exciting. This week has been jam-packed already, including but not limited to our episode of Breaking Bread last night. And speaking of our episode of Breaking Bread, you were telling me that you couldn't find one of like your little tech gadgets. Is that on the floor right there? Your adapter? I don't think so. Okay. No, that's like for the computer. Okay. I'll just have to order one of uh, a okay. new one, and then it'll turn up once I of course, of course. receive the new one. Of course, of course, of course. Once the new one is received, the, the old one will show itself. <laughs> it will present itself. That's so true. Um, last night I watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're going to do a TV recap, but it's been like on my mind. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I read Brian Moylan's review. I've like been bad with keeping up with them. It was so on point. Like it was just. Because I've started to get, and I also caught up on Southern Charm, and I'm starting to get, like, so frustrated with some of these shows because it's like, you're all wrong and dumb. Yeah. And I can't really, like, watching everyone, like, gaslight Sutton, watching everyone be so mean to Craig, like, literally gaslighting Craig into thinking he has something going on with Naomi when he doesn't. Like, I can't watch these shows. Like, I'm getting too personally invested and offended, like, for real. Okay, I'm going to separate Southern Charm and housewives because I agree with you about housewives it's like there's always two things happening in the show it's like they're all gaining up on someone and they all think they're so right and they're actually so wrong and then you watch it and the audience reaction is like so angry at these people yet they never learn or change their ways so we just like keep watching the wrong things happening and it's because like that core group which is like Lisa, Erica, Kyle, well not Teddy anymore, Dorit and Teddy they were like the Foxy Five whatever they call themselves like they're all Toxic. Gang mentality, mm-hmm. and they all just believe what the other believes, and they're all fucking wrong. I don't know who's leading them, but that person is dumb and wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get into the recap. But, but it's been just, like, on my mind. Yeah, I'm very... What's the word? Just, like, meh. Right. About housewives in general. And that's what Brian Moylan's review was about. He's like, we got these two clips 
early sneak peeks and the internet blew up literally people calling on Netflix to cancel Kyle's show like from this one clip oh my God. and it's like not only is Bravo like really clickbaiting us but it's like there's nothing really there like yes what Kyle said about the miscarriage thing was like so awful and the next night they went to dinner and she apologized like you don't have to run to Netflix to cancel her show like calm down yeah so it's just like they're baiting us and then honestly while that sounds like good marketing it's just we're all feeling like let down after the episode right yeah and also like last week was it two it ended in the middle of an event mm-hmm. this week it ended in the middle of an event it's like if you just finished one event and started on a new day then we could finish the next event and start the next episode on a new day no i it's no. really not that complicated okay. like that shit bothers me so <laughs> fucking much like it's like when they would end the bachelor in the middle of a rose ceremony do, like do, and you know what i think that's what i'm feeling like that bachelor angst like that agita of like wasting my time. Yeah, no, I'm getting there too with Housewives, and it, that will be a very sad day when we arrive at, and at stop that watching. Conclusion. No, I know. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely like pulling back. I haven't started Dubai. I started Ultimate Girls Trip, and I really couldn't get past like the first two episodes, and I've not nary a desire to pick it up again. You know? Mm-hmm. I think I'm growing up. I mean. All good things must come to an end. Nothing lasts forever. It's been a really good run. Not saying that it's over yet, but like we can all feel that it's just not giving what it used to give. And I feel like the people who like live for housewives, like it's just getting like toxic and sad. Yeah. Sad. Agreed. I'm like, I'm over it, but I will continue watching. Certain franchises, yeah, no, I don't I'll think continue. I'll be... This is a preliminary conversation. Yes. And I'll probably keep watching for a few, maybe even years while complaining about it. But, like, it used to give us life. Serotonin. Like, and I do think some of those moments still exist. I think Potomac is really, like, it's one of the better franchises. It's so long. And the thing is, like, crazy things keep happening. But it's, like, nothing can shock you. We're all very... Desensitized. Desensitized. You'll see a clip and it's like really nothing, nothing shocks me anymore. Yeah. I mean, I guess after all that we've been through, Teresa, Jen Shaw, Erica Jane, the leg. But even all of that, like even Jen Shaw, it didn't really give this last season. No, it gave nothing. Nothing. I blame the other women too for not like allowing it any space to give. Yeah. It's just really the craziest things keep happening and still it's falls flat. Yeah. So we will talk about that at the end of the show in the TV recap segment. Um, and just tell me what's going on with you, Jax. How's rolled, of course, first things first. So good. So busy. So obsessed with me. So obsessed with you. Yeah, he really, really misses you. He's been calling me like every day, like, Claudia, sing for me, sing for me. He, and I'm like, again, rolled? Okay. Yeah, he loves music. You know, Man of taste. Man of taste. And he loves his auntie. What can you say? Man of taste. Mm-hmm. Also, today's Olivia's birthday, so Olivia, yes. if you're watching, happy birthday. And everyone go, go wish Olivia a happy birthday. What about a song for your sister? Mm. Oh, I couldn't possibly. Happy birthday. You know what? I think I'm going to go with actually the Stevie Wonder yeah. version. You know what? That one it was forced on us because of copyright issues, and it fucking slaps. A five, six, a five, six. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday, oh, Olivia. Happy birthday. You look great. For being 28. Just kidding, you're 31. You are an old bitch. But I still love you even when you act like a witch because you're Olivia. You are my oldest sister and my favorite sister who is 31. That was really cute. Yep, I fucking love that song. Like, you, you can find me in the club, like, losing. Like the way he just like the soul, the rhythm. I'm like, yes, Stevie, get it. What are the lyrics other than happy? 
Oh, yeah. So when's the one away? Yeah, yeah there, there's like a verse. There, yeah, there is. And when you hear it, you don't realize you're listening to Happy Birthday until yeah, the chorus. Yeah, it's like, to find a way, no way. To dead with no bay. <laughs> Those words speak Boobaroo to me. Tati. Oh, yeah. Oh, and when to stay happy. You know, like something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. Such a, I, I love that song. Mm. Thank you, Stevie. And speaking of birthdays, I know Claudia's birthday is in three days. She's really not been speaking about it. She has nary a plan. Everyone's like waiting. Not, I mean, I'm around, but most other people are just like waiting to see what you're gonna do, where we need to be. So I have nothing planned, and that's because like I'm just like real. I'm fucking done with having a birthday in the summer. Oh. I'm so done with it. Like, it's not fair. It's the summer in the city. No one is around on weekends. So I'm like, okay, should I plan a party, like, in the Hamptons? Okay, but it's not everyone's in the Hamptons. Some people are traveling. Some people are at the Jersey Shore. Like, it's just, like, a lose-lose. And I've decided that this is the last year I will be celebrating my birthday on July 10th. You can find me on my half birthday next year. I'm throwing a Winter Wonderland-themed bash January 10th. And from here on out, my half birthday is my regular birthday. I have declared this my final summer birthday. Like, I'm fucking done. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it, if that's okay. Sure, no, like, just please remind me. Like, I never really <laughs> thought to, like, officially reschedule my birthday, and I wish I had done it this year. Yeah, but you could always, like, take a trip. You really would, even if everyone was in the city, like, you want to throw a party? No, city I just... parties are just... I just want people to, like, be around. Like, I can't explain it. Yeah. I just feel forgotten and left behind. Well, I'm and here, old. I'm here for you. I know, I know. Is that always, not enough? It's, it's not, but I love you so much. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I'm just, like, over it completely. and Not even a dinner? Do you want to go to dinner? I mean, like, I could always eat. It's not about that, you know? Yeah, it's about the principle. Yeah, and it's about, like, literally everyone leaving me on my birthday. If anyone can understand about the principle, it's me. Because you're a principled girly. I am. So, I really don't want to talk about it, to be honest. Like, Margot keeps calling me, like, what's the plan? Like, shut up, Margot. I don't fucking know, okay? <laughs> and you calling me is not going to make me plan something sooner. Okay, but then you just... If you continue with this energy and, like, really just don't make a big deal of your birthday, that's fine. But sometimes, like, you do this and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm having a party. Everyone starts at 8 o'clock. See you there. No. I mean, because if there was ever a time for a party, I would have done it tonight. No, that's your mistake. You keep. Well, I'm not doing a party. Like, please. I really don't want to talk about this, honestly. Like, okay. uh, can we just move on? Let's talk about your birthday. Okay. What, what are you, you going to be doing? <laughs> what do I think, think I'm going to have a big party because I'm turning 30. <gasps> 30 flirty and thriving yeah either a big party or a big trip, trip. you should throw a party that's what i'm thinking <gasps> how exciting yeah so I maybe love. it could be joint would you mind <laughs> you I could join my that. birthday in general you know i'm down for a, a fall winter moment like i'm just done yeah i'm done like people with summer birthdays will know like you want to celebrate yourself but like it's literally impossible so like you're for like honestly can we please change the subject like <laughs> sure sure i understand it's i understand Okay, do you want to jump right in? We have a lot to do today. We're actually like doing photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot. No, today. like, like, oh my god, being a model is like really challenging. You know, it is because everyone thinks like, oh my god, you're just like beautiful and dumb. You just stand there and look pretty, right? And like, they don't. Not only do they not realize how much work goes into it, but like how like literally educated I am, and like I'm a genius. Yeah, and I feel like you want to spend your time like proving to everyone how smart you are, right? Like getting more degrees, getting Nobel Peace Prize, writing books. Writing books, like writing reading es- books, essays, yeah, short stories. It's just hard, you know. And the, the hardest part is like nobody feels bad for you because you're a model, and like right, and nobody gorgeous. looks 
looks at me and is like, oh, she must be devastated. I mean, she literally has a perfect body and face and hair. Like, no one thinks that. So it's hard for sure. I'm sorry you're going through that. We're both going through it. We're we both are. models. We're both models today. So before we get into our modeling. Yeah, let's just do this little show we do. <laughs> let's dive into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and they are good stories, everyone. So the sooner we dive in, the better. And they're good sponsors. Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. That's right. Thuma. Your bedroom deserves a refresh, and now is the perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with Thuma. Thuma practices an intentional, less is more design philosophy for the bedroom. With clean lines, subtle curves, and lifestyle enhancing details, Thuma proves that simplicity is the truest form of sophistication. So introducing The Bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, you'll find beautiful, unique variations in natural grain. The minimalist design featuring Japanese joinery helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create any space. Made for how you live, the Bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty, it ships right to your door in three easy-to-maneuver boxes, and takes about five minutes to assemble with no tools required. Thank God for oh. Thuma. Say that again. Thank God for Thuma. No, no tools required. (laughs) Along with the bed, they also offer other bedroom essentials that elevate bedtime, like the nightstand, the side table, table, and the tray that are perfect complements to the bed. Thuma is also working with One Tree Planted to plant one tree for every bed and nightstand sold. All of their essentials are Green Guard Gold certified. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with The Bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of The Bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co slash toast. That's thuma, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for a $25 credit. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bolin Branch. Bolin Branch uses 100% best organic cotton threads on earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep for your sheets. One thing about us, we are Bolin Branch girlies. The pillowcases, the fitted sheet, the duvet cover, the throw blankets, the bedroom accessories. Everything we have is from Bolin Branch long before they were a sponsor. You need to refresh your bed and you need Bolin Branch. Like I just really... It's one of those things I don't really feel like I have to explain, even though I'm literally being paid to explain, you know? Mm -hmm. So the signature sheet collection, that's what Jackie and I both have. It comes in nine neutral colors in all the sizes from twin up to California King. You'll feel the difference immediately of their iconic signature sheets. They're 100% free from toxins. Their sheets fit the deepest of mattresses and they are labeled with top and bottom tags. Literally last night, I realized my fitted sheet was on wrong and I made Ben get out of bed at midnight and turn the lights on. And I was like, Ben, find the tag. Like someone... Ben had put it on like sofa cocked and he doesn't know about the tag. I'm like, Ben, just literally find the tag. Just watch the morning toast. It took one second to flip the thing and I knew I was right. Like I just knew I got in bed. I'm like, I don't think this sheet is on right. Yeah, but that's game changing technology. Literally Elon Musk can never. Best of all, Bull and Branch gives you a 30 night risk free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. And their annual summer event is starting soon, but Bolin Branch is giving our listeners exclusive early access before anyone else to the 20% off with the promo code TOAST at BolinBranch.com. It's their best offer of the year before the holidays, so act now. Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code TOAST for that 20% off. Great. Okay, our first story, some justice news. Cheer star Jerry Harris was sentenced to 12 years in his child pornography case. Jerry Harris of Netflix's Cheer has been sentenced to 12 years behind bars in the child pornography case. He was in court on Wednesday where a string of his friends and supporters read statements about the disgraced reality star's character. Anyone notable, like from the show? 
Oh, I'm not sure. Mm. TMZ doesn't specify. After the lengthy hearing, the judge announced the 12-year sentence. Fed source tells TMZ that he has been ordered into eight years to pay $35,000 into AVAA Crime Victims Fund, along with court supervised release after imprisonment. He was facing up to 50 years behind bars after pleading guilty to one count of receipt of child pornography and one count of traveling with the intent to engage in illicit sexual conduct. Federal prosecutors recommended Harris spend 15 years locked away, and they settled on 12. Also, um, his attorney released a statement this morning saying Jerry is exceedingly grateful for Judge Shaw's recognition of his humanity, worthiness, rehabilitative potential. While Jerry has a difficult road ahead of him, his uncompromising spirit and strength has carried him through the challenging times before. He has nothing but empathy and remorse for the people he has harmed and hopes that the proceeding provided them some peace. This is like, I feel like Tyra Banks, you know? We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How could you? Yeah. And this Jerry thing, like, you know me, I'm such a justice girly. Like, I'm always seeking out justice. And updates on the story just, like, make me so sad. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, a good justice Ghislaine Maxwell feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if that's because, like, the the front he put on on the show was, like, great acting because he really was, like, this nice guy. But, like, I don't know. And I I know I'm wrong for feeling that and I'm wrong for saying it. But it, it just makes me sad. Like, I can't really explain why. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is really sad. It's very sad for the kids that he yeah. abused. And if you watch the second season of Cheer, they really get a chance to tell their story. And you see how, like, ongoing and manipulative yeah. the whole situation was. Which is just so shocking. Like, I can't see Jerry doing that, but right. he did. Right. You just never know who people really are. It's so true. And that's like when you watch reality TV. And like Especially you think, when you watch reality TV. Because you right. think, oh, I, I see everything about you. And I think it, even in more innocuous cases where it's like, this person seems mean, but like they're not. Or they seem nice, but they're, but they're mean. not. Yeah. This person seems like, you know, the most lovable person on the planet, but he's actually a child molesting monster. Right. It's so crazy. And like, that's the lesson. Like, you literally know nothing about the people you watch. Yeah. Or the people that you follow or even yeah. look up to if you don't know them as true. people in your life. It's so true. So hopefully the 12 years, you know, rehabilitates him, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, this is like a sick story, you know? Yeah. It's very sad all around and justice has been served. Justice has been served and I'm glad that the his victims were able to find some peace, find peace I guess. It's just like, it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. From like when we started Cheer till now. And where do we go from here? I, I mean, they did Cheer season two when this was still happening. So. But I, there is no more Cheer. There is no more. No. Like all the kids graduated. There's not a third season. You know that for sure. No yes, third season. Yes. But they're doing Cheer on tour. So like all the girls who graduated who are not really eligible to be like athletes anymore are full-fledged athletes. They're on tour. It's, it's, I think it's in New York, like literally this weekend. I was looking like maybe should I go to a concert? And I think it's in New York this weekend. Oh, that's good. You should go. No. 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 Well, that's good for them, even though this felt like when you watch season two of Cheer, it felt like a show that was a curse. Yeah, like maybe it would have been best if they left it just at one season. No, but like even season one, season two just showed like the effects of like really quick worldwide fame, fame. and how everybody struggled and handled it differently. But... I don't think just doing season one would have stopped any of the other things from happening. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, everyone was just so down. Like, Monica? Monica. Ladarius was obviously going through something. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, Gabby was queen. Yeah. Queen. But she had had fame before. Yeah, so it and wasn't all new to her. And that might have been the difference. Yeah, that's actually really true. 
And Morgan seems well, but she wasn't on season two. Like, she kind of got in and out. Yeah, but she's on the tour now. Great. Yeah. So I think the tour was, like, a nice iteration of, like, what to do next. But, yeah. Yeah. Justice has been served. Are you ready for our next story? Some yes. shocking news from Elon's camp. Mm. Elon Musk welcomed twins with a top executive at one of his companies just before his second child with Grimes was born. <laughs> So last night it emerged that Elon quietly welcomed twins with Siobhan Zillis, who was one of his top executives um, last year, a new report from Business Insider claims. According to court documents obtained by the outlet, the mobile expanded his family with Neuralink's Siobhan in November 2021. Okay. Business Insider reports that Elon and Siobhan filed a petition to change the twins' name in order to have their father's last name and contain their mother's last name as part of their middle name. So it sounds like they're they're not contentious. They're like no. working together. Yeah, and okay. that like he has welcomed these. What's Neuralink? One of his companies. Got it. Um, the order was approved by a Texas judge in May, but the kids' first names remain unknown. So Good. L- leave them alone like they're kids. Oh, of course. But it's always fun to hear what Elon's going to name XAE his. XAE 12957. Yeah, also, Um What? That's the, his second baby with Grimes. That's the name? The daughter, Exadarksidrail. It's a... It's a digit I, that I don't know how to pronounce. The A and the E touching. Uh, I definitely don't know. Right. This is... Um, the woman, Siobhan. Shiv. She's cute. Shiv. Um, her friends call her Shiv. So the, um, these kids, so he has two kids with Grimes, one with Shiv, and then five no, other. No, two with Shiv. There's twins. Oh, right. Oh, my God. So it's four. Four, and then five other living children. With his OG wife, who Justine. started it all. But do you know that Elon has a girlfriend right now? An actress? Isn't it Grimes? <laughs> no, him and Grimes are not together, and we knew that. Okay. But he's dating this actress, Natasha Bassett, who played Britney in the Lifetime doc about Britney. Ooh. Okay, here's the thing. Like, does Elon Musk literally, like, do women's fertility tests before he goes out with them just to ensure that they can get pregnant immediately, if not sooner? Like, I've never seen such strong sperm and such fertile women. Like, you would think, but just by looking at this situation, like, getting pregnant is incredibly easy. And we all know it's not. Well, Grimes had a baby via surrogate. Oh, the so, second one or the first? The second one. Okay. Um. So, but I think they're like setting out to have children. I, I I don't know the nature of these two's relationship and or the pregnancy, but I think like he's interested in in repopulating in repopulating the earth. the earth. I mean, it's a lot of kids. It's giving like, you know, like religious. You know, like really religious people. Only like super religious people have like nine kids. Yeah, I can't believe he has nine kids. And, and there's speculation that he is also the father of Amber Heard's child. Which would, which bring, would bring it to an even double, double digits. Which is so crazy. And he had one son who passed away. His first son <gasps> died of SIDS. Oh, my God. Um, back in 2002, I think. Oh, that's so sad. 2002. Yeah. I feel like that, like could be a reason why someone has a lot of kids. Perhaps. Oh, that's so sad. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's nine, maybe ten. He's literally going to be the star of the next Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah, he's John Goslin. <laughs> he's John Goslin and Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, also, like, it's, I think that, you know, he's probably been, like, doing this privately. I yeah. don't think he was, like, hiding anything. I wonder how they found out. Maybe the court, the docs. court documents. But I wonder if, like, him and Shiv are going to... Oh, no, he has a different girlfriend. Right. I really can't keep up. The seven hus- the seven wives of Elon Musk. I know. But whenever, like, I hear about Elon, like, doing his thing mm-hmm. out in the world, I just think of, like, 
Go Elon. Go Elon. Whenever I think of Elon Elon out there in the world doing his thing, I'm just like, obviously it's not surprising that he like gets so many women because he's um, a billionaire many times over. But like, you know, like we saw him on SNL. Like he's kind of like quirky and like weird. So it's just like, he also has game. Obviously the money helps immensely. And the smarts, I imagine. But being really smart also sometimes makes you like a little socially inept yeah and that's what when I watched him on SNL I'm like oh he has that like really smart personality trait where like you're a little weird mm-hmm. so I guess just something cute about him he slays in the bedroom he slays well congratulations family's growing family's growing I wonder how all the different like moms feel about you know the other ones yeah it's like Elon's wives club yeah no it's literally like a documentary in the making yeah um mazel mazel I can't think of the name Shiv or Siobhan without thinking of Succession. Yeah, I know. It's like a name that I hate because I hate that bitch. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That was such a cute little giggle, like a little girly. Because you hate that bitch. (laughs) Yeah. My my Succession, like... um, Fire in your heart? My fire has... Extinguished. Quelled for now, you know? It doesn't bring up the the visceral emotions that it once did. When it comes back, I'm sure it will. I'm on Succession Talk. Um, which is fan edits of, like, different characters. Like, people think, you know, Tom and Cousin cousin Greg are, like, in love. Um, And then I also see a lot of uh, reenactments. So, like, I'm I'm always thinking of succession. What do you mean by reenactments? There's, like, this TikToking couple. (laughs) I don't know if they're a couple or brother and sister, like, these two people on TikTok. They were, like, if everyday life was succession, and they edit their videos, like, of, like, them eating breakfast with, like, the succession vibe okay and it's like cute and funny that's not as weird as i thought it was gonna be no yeah i definitely made it sound i weird. thought it was gonna be like um larping no 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 then we leave the larping to you thank you You're i was awesome. on the phone with snitch the other night and i was larping wow, so lucky. hard i know and i think she called me wow. or no, i don't know but don't, don't brag sorry i was larping very hard and i said to her you know larping is quite exhausting like i, I was getting so fatigued and she said what's larping like, Margaret, why don't you just say, I hate your show? No, and like, so I said, oh, it's called live action role play. And she thought about it. She was like, oh, that's exactly what you do. Right. With the dogs, with the babies, with literally the everything. Campers, the campers, the campers. Yeah. So. Wow. I can't uh, believe Margaret doesn't know what LARPing is. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Now she knows. Now she knows. Are you ready for our next story, which I think is going to cheer you right up? Mm. Not that you're upset. Yeah, do I? Well, actually, I'm having a case of the birthday blues. (laughs) Yeah. But I think whatever your ailment is, everyone out there, this is going to cure it. Jason Momoa and Asa Gonzalez were spotted at the same hotspots week after their alleged breakup. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Jason Momoa and Asa Gonzalez may not be over just yet, as the pair were seen hanging out at the same two hotspots in London on Tuesday. Plus the fact that they're recent exes and they're in the same city. Is bizarre. Bodes well. The stars exited the venue separately and only minutes apart and were inside over the same period. People yeah, reports. Okay, no. you guys. Of course. Like, this is, they just didn't want to get, like, a photo op because they're obviously just, like, working through some things. Mm-hmm. But I so support these two getting back together. Also, speaking of people getting back together, uh, Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner are 100% back together. Did they ever break up? Yes, but, like, they were trotting around the Hamptons together all weekend. Oh, cute. Like, together. Bless you. <laughs> It means it's true. They're back together, guys. You heard it here first. And so I just am loving this trend of celebrities getting back with their exes. Like, you know what? Sometimes, like, if it works, it works. It's like that show, the one that got away, even though they broke up two days ago. Yeah. 
I mean, did they even break up? Yeah, no, I don't really get the point of getting back with someone who you broke up with like two days ago. Like, what did you learn in those two days about or yourself? Or like, why did you have to break up? Right. Why couldn't you just say like, I'm going home for two days? But this was what, like two weeks that we spoke about Jason Momoa and Aza Gonzalez? Yeah, but you know what's so crazy? When I read this story, it was... I, it was like I was like, oh yeah, we did talk about that, but I had completely forgotten about us reporting on this a because few weeks they're ago. like so to themselves. You know, they're not like thirst monsters. It's giving Lake Bell and Chris Rock. Oh, Lake Rock. Lake Rock. Uh yeah. I'm happy for them. I wish Jason Momoa. You know, I love that we got to see Jason Momoa in his like loyal husband era, but now also in his hottest man alive. Like date anyone who you w- would prefer to era. Yes. Give you a guy who could do both. And that's Jason Momoa. Yeah, no, this couple is just so wonderful. Yeah. Look, it's like if I was a female in Hollywood, I would, I'd want to date him. If I was a male in Hollywood, I'd want to date her. Yeah. Hence, they should be together. Like, but you know what's funny? Remember those pictures of Aza Gonzalez making out with Timothy Chalamet in a pool? Yes. Like, I don't know how you could, like, be into, be into, both, be into both. Like, they're literally polar opposites. And, like, I just imagine, like, the experience of rolling around in a bed with Timothy Chalamet is incredibly <laughs> different than the experience of rolling around in a bed with Jason Momoa. Yeah, but that's on physics, you know? Yeah. That's not even a subjective statement. No, it's literal science. Yeah. Trust the science. That's what I'm telling you. I'm literally <laughs> a scientist and a model. You love to be both. That's like Elon. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and I just, like, wonder, like, what it's like to, like, you know, even get a hug from Jason Momoa. Like, it must be, like, an overwhelming experience out of body. Yeah. You know, like, in these books that I read that are, like, spicy, they always, like, describe the man as literally Jason Momoa. Not the hair, but just, like, the body type. Yeah, the build. The build. It's like you've never seen someone so big and strong in your life. And you're like, people like that don't exist. But here they are. They do. Yeah. And Asa Gonzalez is experiencing that. I'm really happy for her. Me too. I hope they're having a whirlwind romance. But next time, just walk out of the hot spot together, please, so we can have a photo. Like, give us something. Like, some hard times. Some of us are experiencing summer birthdays. Like, we need this to get to move on, okay? You know, it's been a hard year. Uh, It's been a long day's night. And And I've been working like a dog. I really have. You know what song I've heard on TikTok a lot, slash reels, that I like? I like the beat. You ain't nothing but a dog. dog. Okay, what get, song is it? It's Doja Cat for the Elvis soundtrack. It's like, it's Hound Dog by Elvis. Well, actually by Big Mama Thornton. Um, but reimagined by Doja. Oh it's such God. a good song. I've only heard that one part. And I, I keep you should listen. to go listen to it. You should listen to the Elvis soundtrack. Won't do it because I want to experience the songs in the movie. Oh, because Casey Musgraves is on it. Mark Ronson was a bit, was like um, a producer on a lot of the songs. Doja, what's the song called? Dog? Yeah. Or is it called Vegas? Vegas, yes. Okay, let me, oh, let me just Don't play it, it, copyright. No, I know. I'm just going to save it to my Spotify. Thank you. Okay. Continuing on. Yep. To our fourth story. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, um, but I actually have something to say. Yeah, go ahead. The fourth story is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. You are a unique mashup of all your favorite things, and there's a multitude of ways to express yourself. So celebrate all that you are and explore who you can be with customizable prescription glasses from Pear Eyewear. Pear Eyewear lets you change your glasses like you change your clothes. So there's no reason why, like, literally just because you have glasses, you have to wear the same pair every single day. Pear is genius because they are letting you change up the style, the color, the design, the pattern of your glasses to go with your outfit. And here's how it works. 
Choose your, um, you can get started by choosing your base frame with the options from square to cat eye, whatever style fits your face. And then every frame that you buy comes in six different colorways, including classic black to the remixed blue tortoise. So then you'll pick your top frames and build a collection to match your personality. So you could just snap on, snap off your red pair, your blue pair. Oh, I'm wearing brown. Let me get my beige ones. Like your glasses should, should be a fun accessory, not just like this thing you have to wear the same of every single day. It's really smart. You can get glasses that are as unique as you are one pair that comes in infinite styles starting at just $60. So go to paireyewear.com slash toast for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at P-A-I-R eyewear.com slash toast. Pair spelled P-A-I-R paireyewear.com slash toast. Gorgeous. Our next story, a little movie news. James Cameron doesn't want audiences whining over the length of Avatar 2. He says they binge watch TV for eight hours. Facts. The new Avatar sequel is here after 13 years and it is three hours long. But director James Cameron doesn't want to hear any complaints. And he's talking to you. No, I know. He's talking to Claudia Ashray when he said, quote, I don't want anybody whining about the length when what length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched <laughs> my kids sit and do five one hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. It's OK to get up and go pee. Um. Is he talking about like in the theater? Because I agree with him. Like we, sometimes it's crazy if you actually think about like, oh, I watched a whole season of whatever this weekend and it's like literally 22 one hour episodes. Like it's psychotic. Mm -hmm. So I get what he's saying, but like you asking me to go to a theater, like leave my house for three hours, like that's asking a lot. No, and yeah, I do have to get up and go pee, but we're not going to pause as a theater. Right. And it's like, I also want to refresh my snacks after one and a half that's hours. That's why the intermission is a lost art that should be brought back. The problem with intermission, though, is the lines. Everybody's going at the same time also, to pee and to eat. The problem with intermission is that, like, especially as it pertains to Broadway shows, like, it makes shows longer than they need to be. Yeah, because intermission's too long because also the lines get so long. And then you have to game out intermission. I'm going to get oh. there five minutes before intermission. I'm going to beat the lines. You know what? I have, like, kind of a good idea. Tell me if you... Maybe I shouldn't say it. Like, I think it's really good. Okay, for movies in like at the theater that are over two hours long, you should have like an app like connected to the theater where like you are, need to pause like to get snacks or go to the bathroom, and you just click like I'm ready to pause. And when enough people in the theater like thirty percent of the audience are ready to pause, like we take a collective pause. That's really nice. It could just be something on the chair. Sure, you know what I mean. Where they tally. Okay, so let's say a theater seats fifty people and there's thirty people in the theater. So once ten of them have to go to the bathroom, like we should all pause. I like that. But for a max of five minutes. Like, you can't... It's not an indefinite pause. Can it ten a, people go to the bathroom in five minutes? What if someone has to drop a deuce? <laughs> if you have to drop a deuce, like, you shouldn't be going to the movies, okay? You need a different button. We need number one and number two on yeah. both arms. Like, a five-minute break or a ten-minute break. And I don't think, like, if I was watching a movie, like, and I didn't have to pee, which, by the way, I could always pee, so I wouldn't be mad if they paused the movie... And I had to just wait five minutes for everyone to like go back. I don't think I would be that pissed. Like it would be nice to like get up, stretch, check get my phone, snack. check my phone. Like I think that's like maybe one of the best ideas I've literally ever had. Yeah. I think it would require a lot of money to install in each chair. Right. It's almost like um, like these big chains and movie theaters have money. It's been a few hard years. I know, but they're always doing dumb things at the theater. Like remember, like they're always doing dumb things. Yeah. And they could install like one good feature. I mean, my fucking local movie theater doesn't even have a fountain soda machine. They're, like, literally buying bottles from Dwayne Reed and selling it at the counter. It's, like, so upsetting. I like bottles, so you can't go by me. Hate, 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 hate. Except I don't like the big bottle because 
then it loses its fizz unless you were to drink the whole thing at once. Uh, that's fair, but that's the big bottle is more for like a family barbecue. Of like course, a liter. but like I, I don't like you know when it's a half done bottle and I have to pour myself a cup from it. Of course not, but I will still drink I it. I want kumza fresh. But you throw some ice in there, some lemon slices, like it does fizz it back to life a little bit. <laughs> you know? No, it just distracts you from the lack of fizz. A hundred percent. Lack of fizz. Um. Okay. Cool. Cool. Or we could just all watch movies at home and have I, independence. I do feel like whenever we report on James Cameron, which is like a bi-yearly event, yeah. he's always yelling at us. I kind of like his energy. <laughs> Me too. Like, fuck off. Like, I'm a genius and you think you know better, but you don't. So, like, either watch my movie Sit or don't. Sit down and watch the movie mm-hmm. and you're going to like it. You're yeah. going to watch it and you're going to like it. Yeah, he's giving, like, strict dad energy. And I'm here for it. Like, I'm here for it too. Like, he works years on his art. You know, and sometimes, like, society needs a good fucking yell- yelling <laughs> session. Because we are out of control. Yeah. Complaining about everything. Meanwhile, you do sit and you on your couch and watch eight hours straight. No, and you know what? I appreciate him saying this because you know what? Now I will not be seeing Avatar and I appreciate like a director who is... Oh, can I have a sip of that? Yeah, let me just take one. But also what I was going to say, this story is a good opportunity for me and Claudia to let you know that we never saw Avatar. Mm. You didn't? I don't know like why you're speaking for me. Oh, because I never saw Avatar and I just think it's a fun fact about me. You're not like other girls. I'm not... You know, like everyone in the mm-hmm. world saw Avatar was the biggest movie of all time. Yet not me. No, because you're just more into like indie alternative films. Yeah, I'm just like... You're just taking a long time to take that sip. Mainstream, like because I'm just... I'm so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I did that's see true. Avatar. I did see Avatar. Um, I thought you were interesting like me. I Sorry. did see Avatar. I didn't understand like most of it, but I did enjoy it. Mm. Um, but I don't think I need to see the sequel. Well, there's actually going to be like four sequels. And they've already shot um, the second movie and the third movie. I'm so happy And then for... there's going to be two more. And James said that he's open to having someone else direct the last two movies. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. He's done. I'm happy for Zoe Saldana. Like, she must be raking it in. Because after the first Avatar, she, like, never worked again. Because she probably made because she so probably much didn't money. have to. And then she, like, got to do this project again. Yeah, and pro- again. For the same amount of money. And again. It's like, every... There are, like, certain actresses in Hollywood who... Like, got in on a franchise and never had to work again. Cameron Diaz, Shrek. What? Yeah, I knew that's what you were going to say. You're, like, so annoying in the way you are. I didn't do anything. And now I'm not giving you your copy back. It's just because I'm the only person who didn't see Avatar. No, just because... And I do need to take the edge off. It's just because you're the only person I actually talk to, and so you always know what I'm going to say. That's true. Yeah, so why don't you, like, not spoil it for everyone else? Because I have so much to give. Okay? (laughs) Okay, fine. And I just wanted to say one more thing. Oh, Kate Winslet is in Avatar 2. I guess James likes working with her. She wasn't in Avatar 1. Oh, she's a Titanic girly. Yeah. Don't forget about Titanic. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you. You know what I was supposed to do tonight? See Titanic? No. See Titanic, which Brian got us tickets for. He's like, it's like a parody. It's like a... I, I really didn't, don't know what it was about, but I was like excited to go. It's like a, a live show. Okay. Um, And they canceled tonight's performance. How... Explain the show further. I can't. You can't just say Titanic parody. I mean. It's Titanic. I think it's like a, I mean, if it's, Brian got the ticket, so I think it's like a, like a gay, sassy drag queen Titanic. <laughs> I think. I honestly don't know. I didn't want to look it up because I just wanted to like go and Bri- Brian up. was like, it's loosely based off Titanic and it's hilarious. Titanic the movie or Titanic the ship? They're the same thing. No, but like, it's, it's not going to be about Jack no, and Rose. No, it's not. No, I think it is. Okay. It's spelled like unique. Titanic. I see, I see. Can um, you tell me, me what it's about? I'm like, I was really upset. Brian said, 
because of COVID. Like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? I know. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet mm. Canadian love with the 11-time Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a musical celebration that turns one of the greatest love stories of all time. Okay, so it is Jack and Rose. And it, uh, sorry, I knew it was set to the soundtrack of Celine Dion, which is why Brian bought tickets. Into a hysterical and joyful sleigh fest. Want to find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night? Our story begins when Celine Dion hijacks a Titanic museum <laughs> tour and enchants the audience with her totally wild take, recharting the course of Titanic's beloved moments and characters with her iconic song catalog. Featuring powerhouse voices and show-stopping numbers, Titanic is a one-of-a-kind musical voyage bursting with nostalgia and heart. Doesn't that sound so good? Yes. And so, like, literally, I had it in my calendar for weeks, and yesterday, Brian sent me a screenshot. They sent out an email, like, COVID, bye. Like, what? I'm yeah, so wait. upset performance update in accordance with our COVID protocols and safety of our guests they will not be performing July 6th through 12th through 10th I guess because someone had probably got COVID no the COVID sent a memo saying I'm coming July 6th <laughs> through 10th so everyone stay away so I had to reschedule no, that's my why they plans have understudies even if like a couple no but if if somebody had COVID like expose everyone in the company yeah yeah I'm just upset um and I've made other plans, but it was upsetting because like, I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, you need to go and let me know how it is. Titanic. Now are you, am I going to get my coffee back? Oh, I thought you like gave it to me because like you don't share lips. I thought it was like mine yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, why you took fine. like one final sip. Yeah, okay, fine. And it's mostly like ice in here. Oh, fine, enjoy. Thanks. Are you ready for our fifth and final? I just like gaslight you into giving me my coffee. No, you were right about, you're right. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I really am. Okay, because it's like um, some interesting Bachelor news, which, you know, sounds like an it's axiomoron. so rare. Um, <laughs> but you know that Michelle and Nate broke up. Michelle Young. Yes, yes, yes. She was a bachelorette. Teacher queen. Teacher queen. She chose Nate. Who was and, very handsome. And they broke up, which okay. I don't think we reported on. But it is always big news when the lead Leaves. breaks up with their chosen one. Yeah. Not sure if we reported on it. But apparently when they were on there after the final rose, they got a $200,000 check from the show to put a down payment on a house. So now we're hearing from Michelle about what she's going to do with the money. I'm sorry, was that like a secret check or on, on the, it aired? Like No, it aired. Oh, how cute. Yeah, and we missed that. But that's just like a cute thing. And that's I like do a think nice thing. That is a really nice thing. And it does set a couple up for a success. Yeah. Not in this case, but it's just a nice thing. And, and I... Um, so do you have to give that back with the ring? So she was on an episode of Ben and Ashley has podcast and they asked what she's going to do with the money. And it's a confusing answer, but I also want to get your take. Okay. She said, that was money that was gifted to both of us and I think that's something that is going to be decided how that's going to be utilized going forward uh girly English please <laughs> yeah for me personally I haven't officially decided but I kind of have started putting some different things in place to give back to build an organization or just promote the change that I've been talking about I think that would be something that I'd feel really good about Still, she acknowledged it's been an emotional time deciding what to do with the check. Quote, I've been crying on the phone with one of the producers and like, can I give this money? Like, can I create this to give the money to somebody else? It's something that I feel good about. I know that's been the million dollar question, no pun intended, but yeah, it's been a lot. Huh? <laughs> what? It's a word salad? And she obviously like, doesn't know what she's going to do with it yet, so like literally don't answer the question. Yeah, it's really weird. Also, just... Keep the money. You know, they, you but they should split the money evenly. Yeah. But so it's $200,000 after taxes, like a hundred grand. So they each get 50. Yeah. But then she's also throwing in, you know, some charitable elements. So she should take her 50 and start 
her own charity. Right, like, but you like, can't force him. She could say that outright. Like, I'm donating some of it instead of saying... A word salad. I haven't officially decided, but I have kind of started putting some different things in place to give back to build an organization. No, and that sounds really, really nice, but you did not answer the question at all. No, she circumvented the question. Right. She circled around the question. I didn't know that they had given them a check. That's nice. They should do, like, stuff like that more often. Yeah. But... Even though, like, when someone is the lead and they get engaged, like, opportunities yes, are about come knocking. Give it to the person who was sent home first on night one. <sighs> That's so true. Like, they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel with FabFitFun for the rest of their life. <laughs> they already left their job. Right. They're right. going to try it as an influencer. Right. It's not going to go great unless they are a star in paradise. Yeah. Which is so rare. Yeah, but look at Grocery Story Joe. That's literally his story. Okay, but that's one out of literally hundreds of contestants. I can, I can give you a, a handful of more, but yes. So um, I guess we'll never know what happened to the $200,000. Yeah. Spooky. I just thought that was a really like funny, salady, wordy answer. Yeah, no, it was not an answer. It was not an answer. An answer it was and not. I do want to say I didn't listen to the episode. I'm just reading these quotes, but I also believe if she had said something definitive, it would be in here. No, no you read a transcription, like word for word of what she said. Right. She obviously just doesn't know what she's going to do with the money yet. I think that's something that is going to be decided how that's going to be utilized going forward. And I'm constantly thinking about how things are going to be decided, how it's going to be utilized going forward to give back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the past five. I wonder if it's in both their names, though, or if she really could just keep it. Like, Oh, well, that's a good question, too. Either way, um, I still don't know what she's doing with the money. No, and she didn't tell us. Um, those are the Fast Five stories. Mm -hmm. You definitely needed to know a lot of them. I do think so. And let's dive into our TV recap, recapping the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is brought to you by Manscaped, the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. The products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in his new bush-free yard. <laughs> the products are great for female use, too. You can save big and help him be the most hygienic version of himself using our discount code TOAST for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So the grooming package that we highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package includes the Lawnmower 4.0, which is a trimmer that is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to the ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. The trimmer also has an LED light to allow him to be super precise. It is waterproof. It can be used in the shower, which means no mess around the sink or the floor. Mm. Um... It also has the Weed Whacker, which is a fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer. It is the best nose hair trimmer on the market. Um, I have to say, like, I'm not, like, a nose hair trimmer girly, but, like, every now and then there's, like, a long hair that, like, sticks out of my nose. And plucking it, like, oh, just literally stoned me to death. It's so painful. <laughs> um, and so sometimes I'll shove Ben's thing, like, up my nose, and it clears it out. Like, Good I'm not even ashamed. Like, Well, I'm a little ashamed. But that's why I, I bought the Performance Package 4.0 for men, but, like, mostly for men. Like, all great men's products. Yeah. The women I, steal them. At first, I was like, oh, I'll just use, like, some of the skincare products. And now here I am shoving things up my nose, you know? They also have um, the vegan dye-free crop preserver ball deodorant and a spray-on ball, to ball toner. So you could like, keep your man's balls, like, nice and clean. Like, balls are disgusting. Yeah. Like, dark and gross. And so Manscaped is just, like, doing the most out here to try and make balls, like, it's less gross. It's for the gross. men, but it's really for the women. You also get two free gifts with the performance package. It's the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with our code TOAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TOAST. Ladies, do yourself and your man a favor by using Manscaped. Great. <sighs> oh yeah 
So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, before we get into like the drama at both parties, I just wanted to say, and I've been really hard on Crystal this season, I actually thought her idea of taking Dorit to a self-defense class was like a really thoughtful, mm -hmm. nice gift. And it made me like Crystal. That's just what I wanted to it say. It was a nice moment. It was a nice moment. Oh, so I haven't watched in so long that I forgot that I was in disliking Crystal mode. Yeah. And in this episode, she was totally fine. And she took a back seat for she, sure. She was like neutral good. So yeah. that's good. And her home stuff was cute. Like actually her and Rob are like actually like have a really nice marriage. What did they show us at home? Um, They were cooking. He got home from China talking about he's turning a book into a play. Lord, the he Where Norfolk. Was, where the fuck was I? Okay, whatever. Well, they also... um showed us Crystal's brother, who I forgot is like a big Chinese pop star. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, they, they mentioned it like her first season and it was really like never mentioned again. And then they were talking about how during the pandemic he was in Asia and he released his album. It was called, I forget, but like he looked really cute on the album cover. Like it was just like, I, I forgot about that. Um, we got a lot of home scenes, which I really wasn't particularly interested in. But it's also the holidays. That's true, yes. Yes. So... Garcelle's party. Mm -hmm. It was like such a hodgepodge. Everyone was like wasted. And I feel like we've never seen the end of a party. Like they usually just like fade out. But like yeah. literally Dorit and Erica were sitting after the bar was closed. Right, after and Garcelle, Garcelle left. left. It was weird. Yeah. Was it a short party or they just showed us more footage than they normally do? Yeah. Because maybe like the good stuff happens in the middle, you know. Yeah. And But really juicy things happen toward the end this time. So as it pertains to Garcelle's sons... There were two instances. Obviously, Erica being like a fucking freak to her older son who's married with four kids and who is definitely extremely handsome. Mm -hmm. um, and then yelling at her younger son to get the fuck out or fuck off or get whatever. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And then they keep repeating it as, as fuck off. Those are Not that one is any good, but those are different things. Yeah. And I do have to say, I, like I'm in my hating Erica era. I don't think she had bad intentions. Like she was really drunk. I, I wasn't really bothered by the the older son thing because like even though it's weird or whatever like he's a grown-ass man yeah. it's not inappropriate it you know it's not it's not inappropriate it's just weird yeah it's a little inappropriate but like it's so it's he's 30 he can handle it like, yeah it's less nefarious yeah and she was really just like having fun with him she took it to like a little bit of an inappropriate with a threesome. Place with a threesome but in the beginning it was just like oh you're a cute son i can chalk that up to like drunk weirdness yeah now the thing with the younger son like while you should never curse at a 14-year-old, she did think he was 16, which I think once she found that out, she knew she was immediately wrong. Mm -hmm. But also, like, her tone, while she was cursing at him, I think she was trying to, like, help him because she was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, your mom needs you. Like, I don't think she was telling him to, like, get away from me. I think she was like, your mom's leaving. Why are you still here? She didn't, she didn't realize he was there to pick up the flowers for her mom. I have no idea what she was trying to say or do. I just felt like her tone, while like while it was weird because she was cursing, she almost felt like she was trying to be helpful she and protect. Uh, yeah, I can't understand what she, I wish I, not that anything could excuse what she was doing, and maybe she can't even recall what she was trying to do, but I do wish she explained, like, no, what, what I was trying to say was this, because I genuinely don't understand why she was telling him to get the fuck out of there. I also wish the second that she got to Sutton's party, she just immediately apologized to Garcelle, yeah. because Garcelle is now, like, the more that it lingers the more she's getting angry and then they'll probably talk about it in a big group and at the table a and it's not like Erica's going to be so contrite with a big group around she's still going to be her you know herself mean self whereas she clearly in her no she's wrong no she's wrong is ready to apologize and is coming in and 
uh, was being nice for Erica. Like, hey, ladies, can I say hi to everyone? Yeah, no, she and she was being soft. And I just wish, like, just get it out of the way. Like, Garcelle is not an unreasonable person at all. If you just like apologize and explain, she would get over it. But it's the fact that like Erica hasn't called her yet, and now it's like they're at the party. She still hasn't even mentioned it. It's annoying because it's going to turn into a thing when like these two. And I, I want them to get along. Like, I just Erica's handling it incorrectly. Yes. Now, speaking of handling it incorrectly, is the Diana Jenkins-Sutton-Kyle moment. I don't think I've actually ever seen Kyle look so poor in an episode. She's usually very in control. And she showed up halfway through the conversation and didn't realize what a fucking bitch Diana was being. And so she automatically took Diana's side because she only saw Sutton defending herself. Mm -hmm. And so she thought Sutton was coming out the aggressor and she wanted to... Diana is positively dreadful. Like... The hate I have for this woman, when at first she came out, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I hate her. And I thought the most telling scene was at her house recounting the argument to Lisa Rinna. Yeah. Talk about, like, just flat out lying. Yeah. No, but that's why context is everything. Diana comes in and says, like, she called me soulless and a motherfucker. And it's like, in response to To, soulless motherfucking things you did. Right. And you called her boring. You said you didn't care about her miscarriage. Like, it was so frustrating. And then, like, Lisa, who wouldn't even... Lisa got bad information but she probably doesn't even care that it's bad information because no. what i've it actually works for her what i've realized over the last couple of years about lisa rinna is actually realized it last night and it, it made sense lisa rinna like always weirdly like takes up for random people and what i've noticed is that she is constantly taking up for the richest woman she like cozies up it used to be erica it's not anymore but they built a real friendship after that now she's like obsessed with with um defending diana even like they act like they're friends they're not friends like they are not friends lisa rita is obsessed with like the richest woman in the group and is always talking about it and remember last season when they introduced sutton and lisa was like she is rich honey and like she went to dolce and gabbana with her and was like oh my god i love that even this ugly shirt like she's obsessed with money that's such an interesting point because she was the one who brought on Sutton, by the way, and she was the one who brought on Diana. No, I thought Crystal was. Brought on Diana? Yeah. Well, I guess the first event they went to was Harry Hamlin's birthday. But I think Crystal and Diana are closer than Diana yes, and Lisa. I thought Rina brought Diana on. I don't know why I thought that. Because she showed up at um, for the first time at Harry Hamlin's birthday party. With so, information about Elton John's party. Right, right, right. Which she was wrong about, too. Lisa's like 0 for 4 this season. It's only episode... No, but she, nothing... Nevertheless, she will persist. But I just feel like her presence on the show is feeling more and more superfluous. Like... Yeah. Because she went through a weird period where she was like, villain, 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 and then she just stopped. Yeah, because she like was tired of, you know... Putting the show on her back with Lisa Vanderpump. But then when Lisa Vanderpump left, she like picked her, her villain stuff back up. Yeah, she's really going hard this season. I think her and Erica are like, you know what? People don't like us. Let's just say what we think. I will say, like, I did cringe when Diana was like, oh, you need a new villain? You need... Here I am. It's like... Ew. <laughs> it was like cringy. <laughs> yeah. No, and the conversation with... I think Sutton was really trying to relate to Diana. Sutton's mistake was starting the conversation with, you're going to have to clear up how you said you're on bed rest and now suddenly poof, you're here. Because it came off insensitive and then that's why Diana just like went full force like bitch. Mm -hmm. But it's a valid question. You texted everyone you're not coming that you're on bed rest. You walk into the party. Then you RSVP to Sutton's dinner party and you said, I can't come now I'm on bed rest. Like it's confusing. Yeah. That's true. It is confusing. Yeah. And Kyle was, like, really fucking pissing me off this entire episode. Like, that scene, 
at Garcelle's party where Diana and Kyle are literally like, first of all, Kyle was like getting really physical with Sutton. Like, I know. Shoving her and like holding her arms really strong. It was really pissing me off. It like, was. Like let her speak. And also it was just a crazy response to be like, no, you didn't have yeah. two miscarriages. Just because you don't know something doesn't mean it's not true. Obviously. And even her apology at that Italian restaurant that looked so fucking delicious. Oh my God. What was, what she ordered? The, the penne. Penne alla nostro. No, yeah, it was like a, She got gnocchi, Sutton, and she got... Penne alla something. Norberto. She said it, she said it Italian. I, they, you know what? I was actually thinking because uh, Kyle like said it with an Italian mm -hmm. accent and Sutton said it with Southern. her own accent. Gnocchi. What do you think is better to put on an accent for the place you're ordering from or to say it in your own voice? I think a fusion. Like I would never say, can I have gnocchi? But I would also never say, can I have gnocchi? I'd be like, can I have gnocchi? Like my own fusion of it. Yeah. Like, okay, can I, I would never say, can I have a penne alla vodka? But I would also never say, can I have penny vodka? So I'd yeah. say, can I have the penny alla vodka? Like a, okay, a mixture. Okay, you're using ones where there's... Um, right, give me another example. Uh, say you wanted to get... Um, Hold on, I'm trying to think. Like snails, like escargot, foie gras, foie gras. So I would never say like, can I have the foie gras? I'd be like, and I would never say, can I have the foie gras? Yeah, I love the foie gras. Okay, what if it's like haricot verts, which are spring beans? Okay, well I don't know like how to pronounce that. Like, okay, I so don't know how to. When I, I would say, I would say, can I have the spring beans? That's what I say too. Yeah, yeah, haricot verts. Or like if it's like penne pomodoro or whatever, I'm, I'll say like the. Pasta with tomato. No, I'll say penne. Okay, so here's... Penne pomodoro is easy to say, but like if it's like, um, you know, I'll read the ingredients and then I'll say... Bolognese. I'd have the bolognese, please. I'll have the pasta with meat sauce. You would say that? Not for that specifically, but sometimes... Sound like a hillbilly. Sometimes I'll just try and translate and just speak like, yeah. you know? I guess it's a case-by-case. Case. It is case I also by don't case. eat like a really fancy, foreign, like Me exquisite neither. dishes. Yeah. So I don't find myself in that situation. But I will say, may I have a parmigiano-reggiano on the side, please? Yeah, parm. Parmigiano-reggiano? Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? How delicious the restaurant they were eating Oh my at God. Like, but how Kyle's apology was like actually trash. She was like yelling at her and everyone just walks all over Sutton. And also it's like every new person who enters the group comes for Sutton because yeah, like Diana said, she is easy. No, she has like weirdness about her. Yes. And Diana was like in all of, she said something interesting. She was like, I know humans and like there's something off about. And there's, she's quirky. Yeah, she is. But Crystal had the same experience with her last yep. season. Realized she's just a nice person who just like says things in a weird way and, yeah. does, and like does things in a weird way. But like is a very well-meaning person. And I'm sure as a well-meaning person, it's so frustrating to constantly like never get the benefit of the doubt from people first meeting him. Yeah. You know, Brian Moylan's like thing made a, a really good point, which was that like Everyone was mad at Kyle this episode because also when they were recapping um, Erica talking about Garcelle's sons, Kyle was like, it was funny, but it was like not funny. And Kyle wasn't even there. The person who was there the whole time was Dorit, who was like hysterically laughing. And it's like everyone was literally tweeting at Netflix, like cancel Kyle's show. But it's like Kyle was not even present I thought for that. it was because of the, um, the no, miscarriage. But also thing. because she like didn't think it was wrong what Erica did to the kids. Hmm. It was like Dorit was like fully sitting there the entire episode. Yeah, but she was like trying to... Um she was like, Navigate. yeah, she was like laughing, but also being like, no, stop. But you're also, you know what it's like to be with like that drunk friend. There's yeah. no talking sense into yes. that person. There's only trying to diffuse it. Is Garcelle's friend Sheree becoming like a friend of? We're getting like a lot of her. Yeah. I think she's like, I actually really like her. And she is friendly, I think, with Sutton just because Garcelle hangs out with Sutton so much. And I just need like more women to like believe Sutton and like trust Sutton. Yeah. We need more. We need to balance, balance. The scales. Yeah. Garcelle is just like, 
She's everything of the sort. Although, the Denise of it all. What's that? Denise didn't come to the party. Mm. And so they were, Erica was like, well, she's literally not your friend. Like, you keep, like, trying and she's not your friend. I don't think it's that. I think she doesn't want to be around these women. I agree. I think they are very much friends. And she definitely doesn't want to be on camera. I don't think Garcelle cares whether Denise but, like, comes to her party that's, like, a production party She or did not. RSVP, so it's, like, it's weird. I also Things feel like... Things are different when you're filming reality TV, sorry. Yes, like, yes, yes, for sure. Um, and then Sutton's dinner party, like, in the mud. I, like, although it was incredibly annoying, I felt like everyone was complaining the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, people just wanted to make her look bad. And, like, the fact that she turned it around and gave everyone fur coats and sandals was so cute and made it, like, even cooler. Yeah, but everyone was just complaining about everything. Like, the ground, my shoes, the food. Like, it was, like, kind of annoying. Yeah. It's I mean, rude. I will say, I understand why Brenna didn't want to wear her shoes on of the mud. Because those shoes are everything. I just didn't know why Sutton didn't literally just pick up the entire table and put it on the porch. Like, she seemed to adamant like about dining outside all so she should have had more food you can't just do a salad as a main course Agreed. Like, we're coming all the way for lunch and yeah. it's just like there should be food abound I don't I don't like when people don't have like you know plenty of food yeah and that people come to a, an, an event that's a meal and leave hungry and it's definitely a cultural thing like if you go to a Jewish meal like you're literally leaving with bags of food yeah um and she's southern and I feel like it's like a similar culture yeah so that just felt odd to have like I, caviar appetizers a salad for the, the meal course and then and everyone's drinking yeah no um and a bread basket i like, do like her house i was gonna ask you what you thought i don't love like the outside like the actual architecture of the house but i do really like her style even though the one thing that bothered me were her floors and i know she's like and maybe this is just me being like trash there when we restore the original floors from 1930 and like while that sounds really nice like ew your floors are 100 years old <laughs> and they're like parquet which are my least I favorite style are. even though i have parquet i hate them um, it just didn't feel like very elevated like Sutton, but her decor is really beautiful. I, I did like her old house much better. I agree with you. It didn't, I, like she's been working on this house for so long. She's been living in Kyle's old house, like in Sutton, as we know, like just found out she owns a minor league baseball team. Like she's a woman of means, no expense spared. And I was just like, oh, that's a really nice, pretty house. Yeah. It was just like, honestly, I would put it on the same level as like Dorit's. No, and also... And Dorit's is, like, a dead-ass, like, rental that you literally move into. Like, toothbrush. Like, everything is no, there. but Dorit's is, like, so modern. And modern. Sutton's is literally the polar opposite 100 years ago. But also, she had her event in her backyard. But, mm -hmm. like, that can't be the whole backyard. No, I don't know. It was just a patch of grass. I just loved her old house. It was so, like, southern and, like... It was, it was like, kind of like a Rach Parcell vibe. Like, patterns. Yes. And I really liked it. I think it was too much house for her. No, and I think that was a house that she had with her husband. So, like, yeah. she went, and I totally understand that. But this one was just like. That's how I felt, too. And don't get me wrong, I live in a thousand square foot rental. Um, <laughs> but I'm a watcher and viewer of Housewives, and I'm allowed to judge. What do you think about Diana's house? Um, I, it's like pretty. It's not my particular it's style. Not my it's style. so modern, it's like so cold. And is the $87 million house that she sold the Kardashian Yes. So when Lisa Rinna was talking about the view from her Malibu house, that is the house and the final season of Kardashians during COVID that they rented to like all be together. Yeah. $87 million. Why did she sell that house? I don't know because this, and I can't remember if every time she shows us her, her, one of her, like the house, is she in the same house every time we see her in her, in her house? Because she has so many houses. She has two in LA. I think she is. She's in this like modern. It's like a modern tree mansion. house. Yeah. I don't like it. It's very, you know, selling sunset. It, yes. If you could live in any of the Beverly Hills Housewives houses, whose would you live in? Let's go through all of them. Kyle, of course. Kyle's is very nice. Me too. Dorit is modern, not my style. 
Um, Garcelle is also pretty modern. Mm-hmm. Oh, Crystal's house is sickening. Yeah. She's a huge, she looks like all over a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I might take Crystal's or Kyle's. I love Kyle's like property, her backyard. I also like Kyle's old house. I know she likes it too. Which one is that? The one that Sutton was living in. Mm, no, I didn't like that it's house. ranch style. I hated that it's, house. No, I feel like she had such, it had good energy. Oh my God. Brian Moylan also said the funniest thing. And it was like how Teddy Mellencamp like squeezes her way into any scene that Kyle is hosting. And it's like, where is Faye Resnick and what did Teddy Mellencamp do with her body? Because it's like, she really has replaced Faye as like the Kyle's person friend. hanging on to. Yeah. Someone's car alarm is going off outside. Shut the fuck up. They're wondering where Faye is. Yeah. And no matter how many Chanel bags you borrow, you will never be a lady. Yeah. I like Kyle's new house has come together really nicely. Yes. It's a little like hodgepodge, like the neon sign in the, in the foyer. And it's just, it's just like a lot. Yeah. But for the most part, I actually really like her. We have to wrap the show. There's literally like an alarm. And we're done outside. talking anyway. But also I think Faye designed, did all her interior. She did the interior for the OG house, the old house. No, but I remember when she moved into this house, it took a while. And like for a while she was living like, kind of like. A college kid with like couch, coffee table, TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she had said that Faye was doing it. Yeah. Um, we have to wrap up the show because someone is literally. And we have to go be models. Oh, yeah. So we'll be uh, back tomorrow in studio for the final episode of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Jazz and Morning Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. Okay, let's just wrap the show. The Goodbye. alarm is so annoying. Bye, everyone. Love you.